Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. We are in Joshua chapter 4. The title of tonight's message very simply is, and it comes straight from the scripture itself, What Mean These Stones? This is an interesting story, one that probably many of you are familiar with, but it's a story with an application. It is a reminder of a responsibility that we have, particularly us parents. We're not going to read the whole chapter. We're going to get what we need to in the first seven verses. So we'll read those beginning in verse number one. And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan. Remember, the doubting Hebrew children wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And now they come up to the river Jordan and Moses dies. And Joshua, you're in charge now. You're going to take these people across. And here they are crossing the river Jordan. It's when they were clean passed over. Now they're on the other side. They are in the promised land. The Lord spake unto Joshua saying, wait, don't move too fast, Joshua. There's one other thing I want you to do before you go any further. Take you 12 men out of the people, out of every tribe, a man. And do what? Well, verse number three. And command ye them saying, take you hence out of the midst of the Jordan. Now remember, the waters have parted. They've gone across on dry ground. It is still dry out there. When he tells them, take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm. Remember, the priest had the Ark of the Covenant, and they went down there, and they stood in the middle of the river, and the river parted. And, you know, where they stood, he said, I want you to take those 12 men, go down there where the priest stood firm, 12 stones, and ye shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan. Go back down into the river. And take ye up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder. So they're, they're getting some big stones. According unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, that, this is what's key, why, why are they doing this? That this may be a sign among you, that when your children ask of their fathers in time to come, saying, what mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them. That the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. So here, waiting 40 years, the momentous day comes. And all of these hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of people cross the river Jordan, they are in the promised land, I don't know, maybe they're high-fiving each other, maybe they're dropping to their knees in prayer, maybe a little of both, depending on the personalities of the people that you might see there, but 
God says, okay, Joshua, whoa now. I want you to send 12 men, one from each tribe. Go back down into the river. It still has parted. Go down to where the priest stood with the Ark of the Covenant and get 12 stones, each man a stone. One he carry on his shoulder, so the implication is a big stone. And then bring them up where we're going to camp tonight, which is going to be known as Gilgal. Where you're going to camp, you're going to make a memorial. No doubt, pile them, those stones up in some order. And he said, the, the reason is, the reason is that your children someday are going to ask, Dad, Grandpa, those stones piled up over there. What's that all about? And you're going to tell them, God did something amazing here. The emphasis of this story, by the way, there's a second memorial. He sends them back and, and they, uh, they go back and they pile 12 stones in the middle of the river. And you can go back, that's in the rest of the chapter. But we're, we're just going to focus on these they bring out of the river and put there in Gilgal. The emphasis here in this chapter is obvious. It's a simple story. The emphasis is on a memorial. God instructs them to make a memorial. A memorial is something tangible. He wanted them to be able to see this. This memorial, a a reminder of the greatness and the goodness of God. That's why they were making this memorial. It was to be a testimony of what God did for them there. Because... The Lord knew that someday, and this is human nature, they might forget. On down the road, they might forget. And God is saying here, or implying here, that's not good. We need to have fresh in our hearts and our minds every day the reality of the greatness and the goodness of God. But God, of course He knows us. And he knows that we have the tendency, as time passes, to forget things. And and things that are important. Has any man in this room ever forgotten an anniversary? Mm -hmm. Or a birthday? I really got in trouble when I forgot Christmas altogether, for sure. I didn't even know we had Christmas. uh, It's not that bad with me. One writer put it this way. It's a quote behind me. We often fail in our trust of God because we forget the great things He has done. And often the faith of our children. And that is the real emphasis here. I mean, we all forget, but the concern here, and it is stated, it's not implied, it's stated. The faith of our children is weak because they have never been told how great God is and how real His working is in our lives. The real emphasis on this memorial is not the people themselves, but their children. Here's the main point. Here's the whole point of tonight's message. All Christians, especially children of Christians, run the risk of drifting from God, getting off His path, and then experiencing His chastisement or his discipline, to get them back on the path. 
memorials serve as reminders of God's past blessings and encourage us and our children to stay on the right path. That's the lesson in a nutshell. That is very simply it. We have to be careful that as we get lax in our faith, it is going to affect our children to a great degree. And if our children drift from God, there are consequences, and they're not good. So we need to understand the importance of us remembering, of us recognizing, and in some cases, establishing memorials today that will serve to remind us, but especially our children, of the greatness of God and the the goodness of God. I mean, here's the lessons tonight. Number one, the lesson is, and it's obvious, and I think we don't have to, you know, we, we would all agree, we tend to forget. We simply tend to forget. And we can forget important things. Yes, even an anniversary or a birthday or or, or maybe even some holiday that's coming up, we tend to forget. Listen to what he says. First, if you, if you go down to the end of the chapter, it's basically repeated again. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? You see, in one generation there, they, they, they don't know. He said, Your children are going to ask you, What mean these stones? You know, we can get complacent. We were listening, Sharon and I coming in today, we were listening to a podcast about church facilities and how that churches tend to let their facilities go down. You know, they, they, they let them, they don't keep them up as, as well as they should. They don't maintain them as well as they should. And, and the, the, the host was asking the guest who was the expert on facilities, how does that happen? And they said, well, you just become complacent. You, you're, you're there all the time, and you don't notice the cobwebs. You don't notice the stains on the floor. They're, they're there, but they're there all the time, and you don't notice them. And, and that's true of physical things, but that can be true of our faith, too. We're, we're Christians, and we just if we're not careful, we just take it for granted. And the children's questions implies that in just one generation, important information has been lost. So, to make sure this doesn't happen, we have to have a self-awareness. And we're reminded of that tonight. We tend to forget. But number two, when we forget, then we drift. That's the danger. When you forget God, and God isn't in the equation daily, isn't on the front burner daily, we tend to drift. Verse number 24, that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that he is mighty. So the idea is you need to have this memorial to remind people of the might of God. Because if people don't have it in their minds how mighty God is, they might think they can call the shots. And when they call the shots, guess what? They are automatically going to drift from God. Our flesh is going to take us away from God. 
So he says there in verse number 24, you have this memorial that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty. And when you forget God, you forget that he is mighty. When you forget that he is mighty, then you become independent. When, when a child forgets that dad is bigger and stronger, he can grab you and he can discipline you. If a child, for whatever reason, might not be conscious of that, he's going to grow bold. You know, and he's going to start doing what he wants to do. And then he's reminded in a really rough way of just how important and how strong and how mighty God is. Which brings us to the third point. Number one, we tend to forget. That's implied through this whole story. Number two, when we forget, we drift. And number three, when we drift, we suffer. A child of God cannot drift from God without there being some unwanted consequences. In verse number 24, it says that all the people of the earth might know, that's why you have this memorial, that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that ye might fear the Lord your God forever. When you don't fear God, you drift from God, and when you drift from God, there are consequences and they're, they're not good. To fear God is to, to live for Him and to stay in, his, in, in the center of His will. To not fear God is to drift from Him and you're going to suffer the concert. You're, you're going to make some very poor choices that are going to get you in trouble. So again, a very simple story tonight, a very simple narrative that teaches us that we tend to forget. I don't think anybody would deny that in this room. And when we forget, we start to drift. I don't think anybody would argue with that. That's human nature. But when you drift, you're going to suffer. So, aware of that potential problem and being reminded of that tonight, wise Christians will take action. Wise Christians who love their children and don't want to see them forget, don't want to see them drift, don't want to see them suffer, will learn a very important lesson here. Number one, we need to recognize and establish memorials. We need to recognize and establish memorials. If memorials were important back then, they are equally important today. We all agree that we can forget. We all agree that we can drift. We all agree that when we drift away from God, it's only going to be bad news. So we need to recognize and establish some memorials. One writer, uh, do I have his name down here? No, but I got these three points from him. I mean, anybody could come up with them, but I want to acknowledge him. One writer said, really, God has established some memorials for perpetuity. Okay, there, there, are, there are some memorials that we need to, I think maybe it'd be good if we recognize them as memorials. Number one, I think it'd be good to view the Bible as really a memorial book. Children are young. Daddy, what's that book you're reading? Why do you read it all the time? Hey, what, what meaneth that book? 
There's a great opportunity to, to tell them, you know, how, how this book came about and, and the providence that has preserved that book. Smart parents in this room will realize, okay, that's, that's a good point. You really could think of this book as a, as a memorial. What is a memorial? It's something that reminds you of something. What does the Bible remind you of? It reminds you of God. So be aware, parents, that we tend to forget, and that can have devastating effects on our children. So we need to have some memorials. One could be the Bible. Secondly, you could view the church with its memorial rites. We, we have memorial rites. We have baptism. We have the Lord's Supper, as well as the church itself. You know, what, 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 is, what is that? You know, your child, young, see somebody get baptized up here as, as they will see Sunday. And, as it, and early on, they're going to start asking, what, what does that mean? In a way, that's, that's like a memorial. We, we, we do the Lord's Supper, and a little junior sitting beside you, young, you know, can I have that? You know, no, no, what, what, what is that? Well, I'll explain when I get home. And again, that's a memorial established by, by the Lord. So if memorials were important back then, don't you think that they're important today? I think we're not out of line to consider the Bible as, as a memorial, that we could use that as a memorial, the church and the, the, the Lord's Supper and baptism as a, as a memorial, and, and maybe even just Sunday, the Sunday itself. You know, why, why do we go to church on Sunday? And why, why do we kind of limit the things we do on Sunday? Why, why is Sunday different, Mommy or Daddy? Why is it different? Again, that's like a God-established memorial, if you will. We can think of it that way. I think the Lord would be pleased if we use that when a child says, what's the meaning of Sunday? There's a great opportunity. Well, let me explain. You go back to Scripture and you read about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ on the first day of the week, Sunday. Well, that seems to me like you could use those as three memorials that, that you can use as a great um, source of inspiration and education for your, your children. And then I got to thinking, and if we could, we could open it up for discussion because I think some of you might have some things to add to this. But in addition to that, I was thinking, you know, and I asked Sharon, I said, what, what? and when I was telling her about what we're preaching on and... Um, I said, you know, what, what, what kind of memorials could uh, families establish at home? And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, when, when I was a kid, in fact, I went online to try to find it in my grandparents' living room, okay? Uh, Grandpa Grady, my, my, my dad's dad, and, and his wife, uh, in, in their living room, I remember as a kid, a little kid, sitting on the couch, and up on the wall there was a picture, and it was like two kids crossing a bridge with an angel behind them. Has anybody ever seen, anybody know what I'm talking about, kind of seen that picture? You know, I'm sure it's been, I know they didn't have the original, I'm sure it's been, but I, I mean, here it is, I'm 66 years old, and I remember that picture. And I remember that my grandpa, and, and, and she really wasn't my grandma. He had remarried, so it was his second wife, or Miss Jeannie, we called her, sweet lady. Uh, I mean, to me, that's like a memorial I remember now. That had an impression on me. 
So you, you, you could hang Christian art in your home. Many of you have Bible verses. You can, you can buy them on plaques. Maybe you have a, an old Bible that's near and dear to you, or a family Bible that could serve as a, as a, as a memorial. You know, you could, you could, you know, use your own, maybe just Christian books by great Christian authors, you know, that you, you might have in, in your home that just serve, in a sense, as a memorial that maybe, hopefully, your children will say, what, what, what does this mean? What's that picture about? What's that plaque about? What's that, whatever it might be. But I mean, hearing this message, I hope will, if you have an art, and probably many of you already do this. I, I would assume on a Wednesday night crowd, maybe every one of you already do this. But if not, it's something to think about because according to the passage we're looking at tonight, you have a responsibility to pass that along. So memorials are, are very, very important. And it's very important for us to understand that. And again, I think the Bible could be viewed as a memorial. Sunday could be viewed as a memorial. Church itself, certainly the Lord's Supper uh, and, and baptism could be used as, as a memorial. And number two, why is that important? Well, just go back to our story. Memorials help to keep us on course. There's no doubt that that is exactly what God had in mind when he said, Joshua, whoa, 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 before you guys settle down over here, before you camp for the night, I want you to pick out a man from each tribe. Go back into that riverbed and get each man a stone and bring it up there. That was, that was important. And he, didn't, he wanted them to stay on course. When, when you have these memorials, when, when you use the Bible to teach young children about the Lord, or you use... You, you, you use the church, and you use things like that. It, it does some things. First, the memory of God's goodness is, first of all, it's just honoring God. When you have things in your home that remind people of God, the idea is that's honoring God, and honoring God pleases God. Secondly, the memory of God's goodness is a stimulus to piety, just another way of, of saying it's a stimulus to, to, to be mature in your faith, to grow in your faith, to be serious about your faith. When you think about the goodness of God, you know, when you see things in your home or you, you look at the Bible, you look at the church, you, you, you look at whatever and it reminds you of God, it, it's going to help to promote that you live for God and appreciate God and grow in your faith. And then the memory of God's goodness is an encouragement in time of trial, danger, and fear. You know, you, you have some verse on the wall of your house, and you're going through a tough time, and you're sitting there in the chair, and you're kind of down, and you're sitting on the sofa, and you look up at that verse, I will not leave thee nor forsake thee. In a sense, I think we could say that's a memorial, something to make you think about God. It memorializes God. And you can draw inspiration from that. So there are some, some benefits there. But then thirdly and lastly, staying on course brings blessings. You go to 1 Samuel chapter 2, here it is. 
Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, Be it far from me, listen to this, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Them that honor me I will honor. I think that's a blessing that comes with memorials that we have today in this century. If it was important back in the day of Joshua for those people, people like you and me, in that big crowd there were young couples that were sweet on each other, no doubt. There were teenage boys. There were precocious kids. There were cute little girls running around. There were older people that were hobbling along. There were dads in the prime of their life trying to make a living and their moms wondering where, you know, George is and Henry is and what have you. There were people just like us. They needed a memorial. And I think we review that and the Lord would prick our hearts and say, you know, we do too. Now, he hasn't instructed us specifically how to go about that. But I think our Heavenly Father would be very pleased if you're sitting here tonight and you're thinking, we don't have any memorial. I hadn't even thought about that, but I'm going to think about that. I'm going to do something. I'm going to take some action to do that. I got to believe God would say, that's good. I'm proud of you. You know, you're, you're, you're doing the right thing. And those that honor me, I will honor them. You know, when you receive favors from a friend, and if you forget about those favors, or if you act as if they'd never done anything for you, where somebody has done something really good for you, If somebody has gone out of their way to do something really good for you and you forget about it and you don't acknowledge it, and we've all experienced that. I guarantee you, every person in this room probably at one time or another has gone out of your way to do something really special for somebody, maybe even sacrificial for somebody. And you never get a thank you note. You don't even get a verbal thank you. And you were happy to do it. But they don't even... All you needed was just a, an acknowledgement, just thank you. They, they don't need to do anything for you. You know, you, you did it out of the kindness of your heart. You don't want to be repaid. But if they can't thank you, you know, that, that just isn't right. And, that, and that, that bothers you. So it is with the Lord, with all he does for us. He got them across that river. That river parted. They walked across on dry ground. For them to forget that would be the height of ingratitude. For us to forget something that someone had done for us is the height of ingratitude. How, how far worse is it for us to enjoy some great blessing of God? I mean, he saved us, the greatest blessing of all, and then live life for ourselves? That's ingratitude. So maybe we need some help because that, that's our nature to forget, as is obvious in this story. So maybe we need some help. I suggested some memorials, the Bible and church and things that God has done for us there. But understand, 
Maybe we need to establish some memorials. This last quote, we're done. It says, we often fail in our trust of God because we forget the great things he has done. And often the faith of our children is weak because they have never been told how great God is and how real his working is in our lives. We need memorials in our lives for ourselves and especially for our children. Those of you that have memorials, a plaque, a picture, a family Bible or whatever, you know, I think that's very wise. Some of you may not have anything like that. You pray about it. You know, I'm not suggesting you get gimmicky or anything, but you just pray about it and Lord lay something on your heart, something that you can hang on the wall or put on the shelf or something just so a child or a grandchild can say, Grandma, Grandpa, what's that mean? What a great, what a great opportunity to share the truths of God's greatness and God's goodness. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Mile Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.